Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, these guys are absolutely amazing. Check them out today. Code 8. Don't leave me stranded with no Pepsi. Donate now! Check out Code 8. Let's get into it right now with our next segment here on our big broadcast. It's hour number three, kicking off right now. We don't have IQ Alvarezoli. We don't have Richard Kurtz. But I am going to see if we can get ourselves a Dan Perkins. And if we can get a Dan Perkins, we'll get a Richard Kurtz. Maybe we can get a Nonmazella too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. See if Dan picks up the phone, if he's on Skype. He might be in front of his Skype. He might not be in front of his Skype. I don't know where IQ's at. If IQ is not going to be making a presence, his presence felt here, we might just call Dan on the phone. We do have Dan's phone number. You can always call Mr. Perkins. Call fate. Let's just see if we can... Take a shot at calling Dan. Dan's one of those guys that's constantly available. (laughs) We're going to see if we could get Dan on the phone. It's live radio, kids. That's what happens when I screw something up. I always say it's live radio. Might be able to call Don and get him in. Hi, this is Dan Perkins, and your call is important to me. <laughs> your call's important to me, but I'm not there. Well, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to call Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR. Because, um... Let me see. Mazella, you think, might be available? We'll dial some numbers and see if Mazella's available. I don't often get caught with my pants down on this program. Actually, it happens all the time. (laughs) Happens constantly. I don't know if Dawn's available or not. Hello, Dawn. What's going on, my friend? No, 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 no. You're not on the air. Um, I, I had uh, a. Uh, a
This is attorney advertising. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. Should not be based solely upon advertising. Kirk Goes and Brad Honnold are responsible for the content of this advertisement. Attention women. If you had a transvaginal mesh, bladder mesh, pelvic sling, or bladder sling implanted for pelvic organ prolapse or stress urinary incontinence and suffered serious injuries or complications, please call 800-625-0379 now as you may be entitled to a cash award. If you've had a mesh or sling device implanted and suffered serious injuries or complications such as device removal or replacement surgery, call 800-625-0379 now for a free consultation. One manufacturer has offered to pay $830 million to women harmed by these products. If you had a transvaginal mesh, bladder mesh, pelvic sling, or bladder sling implant and suffered serious injuries or complications, please call 800-625-0379 now. Cases are being settled right now. So call 800-625-0379. That's 800-625-0379. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-809-5785. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-809-5785. That's 1-800-809-5785. Listeners ask us all the time, how can we support the operation? Head over to our website at www.jiggyjaguar.com. That's right, jiggyjaguar.com. Click on the Amazon banner on our page. It will take you to Amazon. You will still see all the great prices, all the great selection, all the great convenience. But when you shop Amazon, we get a little bit of a credit from Amazon, and it helps us keep the operation going here. Recently, we had best-selling author, national award winner Dan Perkinson, and he was talking about Amazon. I listen to your promotion for Amazon.com. You can buy my, you can buy book one and book two, which just came out. Look so at that! I encourage your listeners to go there and and support your operation. You don't need to buy anything you don't want or need. You just do what you do on Amazon. Buy everything that you usually buy there, but do it through our link at com. We get a small percentage, as I mentioned earlier, and it helps really fund our operation. Thanks to our friends at Amazon.com, and thanks for you for supporting us, the great listeners of the world-famous Chiggy Chegwire radio broadcast. Not only can our eyes trick us, they can reveal what we're thinking. This is the Creation Moments Minute. Do you know why it's so hard to find typos in the things you've written, while others have no difficulty spotting the errors? It's because your brain knows what you are saying, and so it automatically shows you a repaired version, making many of your typing errors invisible. Our eyes' pupils can even reveal our thoughts. When seeing unpleasant scenes, the pupils get smaller. Viewing pleasant or interesting scenes causes the pupils to open wider. Charles Darwin wrote, To suppose that the eye, with all of its inimitable contrivances, for adjusting
adjusting the focus to different distances for admitting different amounts of light and for correction of spherical and chromatic aberration could have been formed by natural selection seems, I freely confess, absurd in the highest possible degree. We wholeheartedly agree, Mr. Darwin. For Creation Moments Minute, I'm Darren Marlin. Welcome back to the world-famous Cheeky Chigwar Radio Program, Coast to Coast. And border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher. 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com and on our brand new app at JiggyJaguar.us. Downloaded in the app stores as well. Selected editions will be available on iHeartRadio and 50-plus AM FM stations in the big Jiggy Jaguar radio network. Our telephone number is 267-22-JIGGY. On-demand commercial free podcasts are available on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. Let's talk about my pal, your personal hands-free wearable security alarm. These folks are absolutely amazing. They're doing some amazing things in the world around us. There's a lot of folks that are out here trying to make things work. They're trying to get things going. And these folks are making it happen. Check out this incredible, incredible new project. It is available on Indiegogo.com. I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search my pal, your personal hands-free security alarm. This comes from Spring Hill, Australia. These folks are absolutely amazing. M-I-P-A-L is a unique wearable personal security alarm for joggers, walkers, and vulnerable situations. Alvin Clausen designed this. This is a production version of my pal. Alvin is 74. He's got three children, 10 grandchildren. He's married to Diane for 48 years, and all of his life he's been involved in making real practical things and coming up with simple ideas to solve everyday problems. And he's done that today with MyPal, your personal hands-free security alarm. Check it out on Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search MyPal, M-I-P-A-L, and tell them you heard about it here on the radio program. Right now, it's our number three... Kicking off our second segment here on our broadcast. Okay, due to live radio, as I always like to say, um, we were scheduled today to have Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR. We were scheduled to have IQ Al-Rizzoli, and we were scheduled to have a Pakistani Muslim porn star on with us today. But the Pakistani porn star isn't going to be able to do anything till next week. IQ is missing in action. So now we have Richard Kurtz and Donald Mazzella. And uh, Don, how, how do you feel about filling in for a Pakistani porn star? Well, um, I used to have a friend that ran uh, Saudi Arabian Airlines. He used to talk about the Pakistanis and, and say how they always talked talked a good game, but never uh, uh, followed through. <laughs> so I hope I can follow through better. Now, um, now, Rich. The big, uh, <laughs> the big question is: Is how is this pole dancing skills? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge of the petrodollar and iq likes to talk about the petrodollar i know that dan and don on uh, two guys from verona 
um, in our third hour and also on our uh, uh, also on their program on W4CY each and every Tuesday. They've discussed the petrodollar as well. Um, how important is the petrodollar to the Middle East and everything going on with the uh, financial institutions around the world? Unfortunately, it's not as important to the Middle East as it is to the United States, and I think they're beginning to catch on to that. Uh, it's become a tool for them, uh, so maybe it is important. It's become a tool for them to use to say to the United States, "Hey, you know, uh, this trading in the uh, in the in the American dollar is not always as easy as we'd like it to be. Uh, can we please get some more foreign aid?" And uh, so, you know, it's, a, it's an arm twister for us because it's a, it's a house of cards for the U.S. economy. Now, Don, your, your thoughts on the petrodollar. I know that you and Dan discussed that a lot on your show. Give, give, me, give me your thoughts on the petrodollar. Well, you know, t- uh, 20 years ago, it was perhaps a lot more important. Right now, uh, uh, petrodollars, I mean, just the funding of the various... Uh, uh, shenanigans that go on in Wall, on Wall Street. Uh, they are not h- helping the economy, but by the same token, uh, any withdrawal of them from the, from the from the economy at this point is not going to make that much of a difference. Uh, in my in my view, I, I've been wrong before in life, but that's my my view. It used to be much more important tw- 20 years ago, and it may be important again. But right now. We're, um, we're energy independent for all, all intents and purpose. Uh, purpose. Uh, we're, we're dominating the world uh, pricing scheme, and we're driving uh, our friends and foes into, uh, into corners. Uh, where it's going to be dangerous is next year when all, when all the money uh, runs out and people start to look around for ways of... Uh, uh, paying off their debt or uh, escaping their debt. That's what I'm more worried about. I don't know if it answers the question, but that's how I view dollars today. Now, now, Rich, uh, kind of follow up there on what, what Don's saying about uh, about the petrodollar and, and everything. Well, I think he's got a really important point. Um, it comes and goes in terms of level of importance. Uh, I think the biggest problem with it and, and the bigger the U.S. economy gets, the more we become a global economy uh, and the more trading we do in control of petroleum, um, the less important it becomes. When we were totally energy dependent and these uh, tin hat dictators would turn around and decide, well, we're not going to trade petrodollars anymore when we sell our oil. Uh, that's what dragged us into Libya. Uh, that's what dragged us into Iraq, uh, that's what made us play shine your shoes over there in, uh, in Iran. Um, and there's the perception there, and, and again, I, I, I don't have enough expertise as to the accuracy, but there's the perception that he who holds the key to trading in petrodollars, which are these Middle East oil countries, uh, that they can make the rules. And, um, you know, maybe there's other reasons that they're making the rules in terms of dealing with the U.S., but uh, we we certainly aren't making any rules in the Iran deal. <laughs> there's a great there's a great cartoon in today's uh, New York Post that uh, shows 
the national symbol, buffalo, the, uh, the, the national disgrace, a, buffalo, a picture of uh, uh, President Obama buffaloed. <laughs> oh, man. I eat bison, and it's bison, by the way. Buffalo live by the water. We call them buffalo because they got misnamed, but they're, they're bison. They're, they're the, and they, are, they only exist in North America. And uh, the fact that you put his head on a perfectly good animal uh, is extremely disturbing to me. <laughs> Tell me, how uh, do you, you really know, feel? <laughs> I think I think I'd rather see his head on a on on, on a jackass because uh, that's apparently and he's not a stupid man, but that's apparently what he seems to think of the American public. Well, you know, uh, uh, someone who wants to find a, a stupid man is one who, who will not a uh, question, who will not learn, and who will not change. And I think that yeah, that will. Uh, that's, uh, there's a lot of accuracy to that, because we have lots and lots and lots of people who are very intelligent and yet still do stupid things, and they do them every day. I mean, I can argue about the dumb decisions of the American voters, but I, I think more day-to-day -day is the uh, dumb decision of American drivers. If you've ever watched people riding on the freeways and the throughways, uh, you know, they, they don't pay attention, and they're moving along at... 88 feet a second and uh, with 3,000 pounds of steel and they're not paying attention and that doesn't strike me as a smart thing to do. No, but, but the worst part's going to be what we have driverless cars because they may be, oh, be driverless but also the other cars may be driverless. Yeah, the problem with uh, the article that I read on the driverless cars is that uh, with everything else they're hackable and they're, they're fallible. And the idea of a lot of the people I see on the road not driving their cars is attractive to me. The idea of being subject to somebody's electronic issues uh, is highly unattractive to me. It's, it's, I mean, we keep making the cars better and better, uh, and we let the drivers get worse and worse. And I, I, don't, I don't see that as a good solution. Now, uh... Total now, now, Don, uh, I know that yesterday we were talking on uh, two guys from Verona on our uh, third and final hour of our Tuesday edition. We were talking about uh, Hillary, and we were talking about Bernie. And, uh, Rich, you, you, you have been... <laughs> you, you, you're not the biggest Bernie supporter. Um, Bernie won last night. He, 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 him and Hillary both kind of split the... Uh, the the two uh, the two states they were up for, um, Don believes that Hillary will not be the um, uh, the nominee when it all comes down uh, to things. What 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 do you make of uh, what what's going on on the Democratic side? Uh, unfortunately, I look at it with a far more sinister look. I can see with everything that's going on for Hillary, and the fact that she and Obama have no love lost between them. Uh, I can see him waiting up until the last minute and then yanking the rug on her by first letting her get indicted and then pardoning her, which will nonetheless ruin her politically. Um, uh, but, of course, then he will be acting on behalf of his party and being the good guy. But at the same time, who I see popping in there would be Joe Biden and, uh, 
and Princess Tickle Feather there out of Massachusetts. <laughs> um, and 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 Bernie Bernie's going to be standing there, looking around, going, "What happened to the big socialist movement?" Um, and um, he's got what I, what I got to give Bernie is that he's sincere, and he's consistent, and I don't agree with his failure at arithmetic, but I do appreciate the fact that Bernie is what he is. He's not trying to be anything that he isn't. Um, and uh, that's kind of refreshing. Don? For a politician, you're darn right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let me just say, our names for him are Uncle Uncle Joe and Pocahontas. <laughs> no. Well, that would be uh, that would be an interesting uh, an interesting ticket. Uh, we would go we you know we would go off the we've already gone off the gold standard and and we're rapidly going away from the American currency standard and. Uh, and I think really quickly we would be on the lead standard shortly after that. But, you know, um, that's just my Second Amendment whacked out opinion. Um, I, I, can see, I, can see, I can see things getting really bad. Um, I'd probably rather have Biden than any of the others. But I, uh, I don't know if he's ever developed the capacity or if he's lost the capacity to really think for himself, because I think he just stayed in the broom closet for the last eight years. <laughs> well, can I, um, can I throw you the scenario that I, um, I think is a possibility that some people have thrown out, that Uncle, uh, it'll be uh, Biden and Warren, and he agrees at the end of the uh, two years to resign. And she becomes yeah, president. or he gets shot. Yeah, no, I, 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 can, I can see that. No, no, but that, that no one except Warren if she's vice president. But uh, uh, I, the problem with Warren is that she's she's got no no grasp of of, of economics uh, or to me, okay, my opinion, no, no grasp of of economic or uh, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ethical reality. And granted, ethical reality usually goes out the window as soon as you start running for president. But, um, you know, this whole you didn't build it, we did thing, give me a break, honey. I didn't see you out there building that freeway that I'm driving on. I saw my tax dollars building it, which came from my earnings. Uh, but come on, you know, I just, I just don't think she has. I, I would hate to have her, well, I'd hate to have Obama making the 10 decisions, but I'd hate to have her uh, making the decisions on foreign policy at a time when uh, Russia and China and everybody else is, is, is trying to crawl into our pocket and our pants. It's just a little too scary for me. Although, I'm not sure I feel all that much more secure about Donald Trump, but, you know, what do we got to work with? Unfortunately, you're right. But let me th tell you something that's happened today that's uh, throwing a lot of people. It's not political, but it is something that came out of uh, President Obama's administration. The new rules on uh, uh, what represents an hourly employee in entitled to uh, overtime and not. They just uh, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, people do not realize the impact 
that would have a greater impact on the economy than a $15 a, a week, uh, uh, an hour minimum wage. It's really... Yes, it a, and people don't opinion. understand that. Uh, if, if you begin to tamper... Now, uh, I'm, I'm on a little bit on two sides of that. Cause I remember when my wife was working on a salary. Uh, it was a terrible salary, and they were bleeding her for like 60 hours a week, and that was abusive. Uh, my son-in-law, uh, who's a phenomenal computer programmer in the, in the healthcare industry, and let me tell you, um, <laughs> he probably knows more about the problems of the electronics involvement with Obamacare than anybody else on the planet. Uh, he, uh, he was working for a company where he was on call more than a heart surgeon. He would get called in the middle of the night for two or three hour conferences. He was working literally 80 hours a week on a salary that was originally based on a 40 hour a week salary. So in that case, the employer was taking decided advantage of the employee. On the other hand, um, you've got situations where, um, you know, you just plain need people who are dedicated to the job who, hey, you know, if you're working 42 hours this week and 37 hours next week and 45 this week, and you take that time off and you put that time back in, you know, there's a place in the system, if you have an ethical employer, where you can balance that out. The whole point is is, is operational ethics, and you can't legislate that. And that's the problem. Um, and that's the big problem. But I agree with you. Uh, a blood brush piece of rule coming out of Obama's office, which, again, is not his purview, um, is going to cost us plenty. But I think costing us plenty is what he generally has in mind. Mm-hmm. Very much so. You know, it, it, it's a law of unforeseen consequences. And oh, by anybody but him. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, after all... He is the smartest man in the room, no matter what room he's in. Yes, he is. And, uh... That's a quote from somebody I, that, <laughs> that yeah, works with him. True. Who made that uh, but, quote? That's a good But anyway... We've got uh, Don Mazzella with us today, SB Digest, also our good friend Richard Gertz from Strategies PR. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to chat a little bit about the Donald's list of judges if he becomes the president and uh, what he hopes uh, to accomplish. We'll uh, do some Donald Trump talk with uh, Richard Gertz from Strategies PR and the La Jolla Writers Conference. We'll also chat with our good friend Don Mazzella. We've got more coming up. rewards and discounts for fans finally we have a fan reward program check it out today the vip these guys are absolutely amazing check out the vip we'll spell it for you get a pen write this down do it right now t-h-e v-i-p f-a-n P-R-O-G-R-A-M dot com. The VIP Fan Program dot com. Finally, we have a fan reward program. Tell them you heard about it here on the radio show. We're going to get back into it. Hour number three here on our big broadcast. 
We've got Richard Kerr, Strategies PR, La Jolla Writers Conference. Also, Don Mazzella from SB Digest and two guys from Verona each and every Tuesday on W4CY. And um, the the list of judges was released today by uh, Donald Trump. Um, Rich, first of all, you, you've given us on our Friday edition um, some very interesting definitions of the word Trump. Uh, what do you make of this whole thing? And then we'll let Don jump in. Well, I'm at a loss because I have not seen the list. Now that you have my curiosity, I've been, uh, I've been indulging myself and in playing with my grandchild for the last uh, couple of days, so I've, I've tried to avoid the news. And I'm going to have to go back and see it, but I'm really curious. And I'm going I'm to defer to Don, who's probably seen it. Um, is anybody on there that uh, is worthwhile? This I'm looking it up. I'm just I'm just gonna look it up. Um, uh, I'm curious is, uh, is is uh, is Ted Cruz on that list? <laughs> no, he is not on that list. Really? <laughs> no, Ted Cruz is not on the list. Here, here it is. Here's the list. Top picks are Tom Harris, Hardeman of Pennsylvania, Raymond Kethridge of Michigan, John Larson of Michigan, Thomas Lee. Conservative, these are conservative federal and state judges. Allison Heated of Colorado. These are all good names. Uh, it's a great list. Uh, wow. They're clearly a conservative list. They're clearly people who are thoughtful. They're clearly people who would, who would pass the uh, vetting process if he's nominated, if they're nominated. Um, I don't know what the, the Democrats can do. Um, they depends on, on the new Congress. Um, yeah. Uh, but again, um, it shows at least that he's thinking. Now, uh, the New York Times is going to take this list and go down and, and list every single thing that's wrong with them. But that's okay. Of course. I don't. I don't yeah, know anybody. <laughs> no, no. All the news that fits. <laughs> All the news that fits. You know, I've been, I've been reading uh, uh, the New York Times since, uh, since 1962. And I hate to say it, it has really turned into a very, very political newspaper. No, it's, it's really gone. It's printed in standard form, but it's really just become a political tabloid. And that's, that's a shame, because they've got, they've got quite a history. Yes. Yes. Uh, and they handed um, they handed uh, uh, Trump a wonderful gift. Uh, anything they dig up now, between now and the election day, will, will be automatically disregarded by half the electorate because they, they this article they wrote about the women is so flawed um, that that it's really sad. Yeah, so, I'm sure uh, they left out the point that. That, that he fought all the unions and he was the first guy to appoint a woman project manager to build a skyscraper. I'm sure they left oh, that yeah. out. Well, they, don't, they didn't bring uh, out a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. you can do about it. You know, he's got, he's got daughters and ex-wives that are supporting him. Uh, uh, and and it, it, it probably, I don't know if it hurts him or helps him that he's got a gorgeous current wife. But um, I bet he doesn't push her around. 
Um, well, here in New Jersey, um, particularly in Atlantic County, which is near, um, um, we're currently looking at, um, uh, uh, which is near Atlantic City, and uh, he really did a he's, he's a very tough negotiator, and his idea is, uh, if you don't like what I did, sue me. And, and he's right. He's got more money. He's got more attorneys. And that's, that, to me, is not the way to do business, but that's his way of doing business. But you see, that's the way the big, the big guys have been doing business forever, and, and they've been getting away with it. And his, his attitude is, is, hey, you know, I'm one of the big guys now. Oh, he is one of the big and, guys. He's going to be the biggest kahuna going. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I, and I think if he, if he spends that, that political capital of being the, the big guy uh, on foreign policy and, and starts to make the point that, you know, cut the crap, guys. You know, you, know, you're, you, you, can't, you can't run Europe and South America like a piggy bank and use the United States like a piggy bank anymore because we're not going to do it. And if you mm-hmm. expect us to help you out, you know, stop telling everybody to come over here for freebie and stop sending all the garbage over here. Uh, you know, you want to send over the engineers, you want to send over this, send over that. After we hire ours, that's fine. But, uh, you know, just, you know, let's play the game a little bit more balanced. And I, and I, and I think he can make that argument. Uh, and I think he can swing a pretty heavy club. Goodness knows everybody's standing behind him on that. Um, there, there, there almost isn't anyone that is really taking, I mean, they're taking a side argument with that. They're taking the side argument that, well, he's really a bigot. Uh, and he really doesn't like these guys and doesn't like those guys. Well, here's who he likes. He likes, um, he likes the United States. And that's all I care about. <laughs> yes, 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 he does. You know, and 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 I think I think when they start to get into this, I think I'm angry at what somebody shot somebody who was bothering a cop by trying to get his gun, and the cop shot him, and now we're going to go burn the town down. I think they're going to be really surprised at the next response. I don't think they're going to get an an attorney general over there who's an activist and trying to find an excuse to, to burn the cop. I think they're going to get the National Guard in there saying, if you're going to burn down the city, we're not going to use rubber bullets. And uh, I'm with you on that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, has Baltimore, has Baltimore gotten any better uh, in the last 40 years of, of, of stupidity? I mean, Sacramento hasn't gotten any better under 40 years of, of, of liberal management. Uh, California has gotten worse and worse. If the weather wasn't good, if I didn't have most of my grandchildren in California, I'd be out of here. Well, you know, the, the other issue, I have a friend who uh, moved to Las Vegas from California and estimated that he saved $35,000 a year in taxes. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. The, the problem is, is that the beaches are terrible in Vegas. <laughs> But, yeah, but they have other inducements. Yes, they do. But, you know, I, I, you, I think 
much the same from Mexico to Sacramento to to Albany. Uh, when you have mismanagement um, and you keep looking for technological and and um, legislative solutions to human issues, it doesn't work. Uh, you you keep trying to hand out regulations and and rights and what you're not demanding is responsibilities and you know be responsible get people to stand up and be responsible uh, and and say no you know if, if, if you are able-bodied we're going to help you out we're going to give you a hand up we're not going to give you a hand out uh, there's not going to be any third generation welfare uh, no we're not going to have to hire you if you're a druggie and we're going to be able to fire you and evict you and do whatever else if you're a druggie. Uh, and, and we're not going to ignore the fact that just because you legalized the drug and we now have 40% more traffic deaths, that everybody's happy smoking dope. Well, there's a reason they call it dope. Um, and if you want to do that and you want to do it recreationally and you want to do it without endangering anybody else, do it in your house. You know, there's there's a level of responsibility. It's just got to come at all levels, and we're not getting it. We're not getting it from the top down. Now, Don, you're on a uh, medical marijuana board. What 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 do you make of uh, the 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 argument there? But at the same time, uh, uh, Rich is Rich has also said on several occasions that if it's a if it's a medical situation, yeah, obviously, go ahead and do it. But uh, if it's recreational, you're 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 you know. Forget about I couldn't it. Couldn't agree with him more. <laughs> you know, my mother is turning over in her grave the fact that I'm on a uh, medical marijuana. But if I, I if I didn't see the results, didn't talk to the people, and realize that uh, it, it does help, uh, and there's a place for it in in medical uh, in the medical uh, Parthenon, I, I wouldn't be supporting it. But I really do believe in it. And uh, feel very strongly. I do not believe that recreational. Uh, Miss, uh, I believe it's Mississippi is about to become the 25th state to approve uh, some uh, uh, marijuana, in, in, uh, both medical and uh, consumer. Um, I believe there's a, a place for it. It certainly has benefits. Uh, certainly can benefit um, uh, uh, many uh, many people. Um, but you got to remember, there's over 700 uh, types of marijuana, and different types of marijuana help different conditions. And we need research. Uh, we we need uh, the ability to uh, put it together into uh, 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 dosage, oil dosage, etc. The biggest single problem is when you smoke marijuana, you're only getting about 20% of its uh, effectiveness. And the best way of getting yeah, all well. of it. Go ahead. No, I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, please. No, um... Are you... Uh, I'm, I'm finished. Yeah, I can... You, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, the, med, the medicinal part of that, the medicinal factor, and the fact that you're only getting 20% of it by smoking it, in addition to creating the added hazards of smoking... Uh, yeah, turn it if it's a for, if it has pharmaceutical value, turn it into a pharmaceutical. I, I don't have a problem with that. No, I I don't either. And by the way, you know that's an argument that's brought up. 
I'm told. I'm not saying that this is true or not, but I'm only told by people who know a lot more than I do that smoking a marijuana cigarette is not the same as smoking a tobacco cigarette cigarette because you're not uh, inhaling tar, which is the, um, the foremost form of it. Because marijuana, by and of itself, usually does not have tar like a cigarette does. That's what I've heard. No, but you're still inhaling smoke. And, and, and if you had that smoke blowing around in the factory, OSHA and the federal government would be uh, shutting down that much smoke in the factory because it was hazardous to the health people who were working there. So, you know, there's a lot of fallacy to that argument. And as a person who has had a tenant who decided it was a great idea to start growing it inside the house they were renting, um, I've seen that done two ways. I've seen it done where they actually brought dirt in and put it on the floor and started growing it, and the other was with the, the pots and the wiring and everything else. Um, it is damaging. It's, a, it's, a, it's an awkward situation in California because the state uh, says, yeah, go ahead and do it if you have a medicinal usage for it, and the Fed says it's illegal. Now, if I called in the feds, they'd have taken the house away and left me the mortgage. I called in the state, and they said, I can't do anything. He's got a little sign-up that says, you know, he can grow his own marijuana. So I called my insurance company and said, here, we're going to write you a check for a vandalism claim because he'd cost you $10,000 worth of damage. So we've got a, a government-inspired insurance company paid for continuing damage to other people's property. Unless well, it's let me inform you of something. Well, wait, well, let me inform you of something. It is not illegal under the federal law to grow marijuana. That person in that house was perfectly within his rights or her rights to grow marijuana. That's legal, but they have to pay taxes on that. What is illegal is disposing of it. You can't sell it. You can't dispose of it. But but growing it... yeah, and we're we're absolutely sure he wasn't selling it. I'm 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 you know I I would certainly bet a dollar on that. The interesting thing in our our dispensary is all the expenses associated with growing the, the marijuana we can write off in our federal taxes. All the expenses of selling it, which is illegal on the state, on the federal, but legal on the state, we can't deduct. That's why we end up paying about 30% of every dollar to federal taxes. Forget state taxes. So, I mean, you talk about uh, the incongruity of the situation, that's incongruent to to me. Yeah, just make it, you know, make it a pharmaceutical, make it, you know, affordable pharmaceutically, and if the doctor wants to write you a prescription, go get the prescription. But Absolutely. all this Absolutely. growing up and, uh, and all this parallel damage and all this parallel um, uh, cost to society uh, is, is just ridiculous. I have a, uh, I have a four-year-old here wearing a, uh, a Tampa Bay hat that just walked in and told me I was on the radio too long. <laughs> <laughs> grandchildren do you have? Uh, he's a, he's the fourth, and he's four, and I've got I got three others. 
and uh, and it's his birthday tomorrow, and uh, oh. he's pretty excited about it. <laughs> and uh, well, he's, he uh, he's coming here, yeah, and he wants me to help him go open one of his presents. So uh, I'm going to beg off in a moment and hope that we can cure the ills of the world in a in a second in a second round of this. But uh, Don, it was really good talking with you and JJ. I, I hope we brought brought some conversational value yes. to your listeners. Yes, you did. Uh, uh, all all we could really ask is that people pay attention and people think more than just the the initial effect of something. They got to think primary, tertiary, secondary. They got to think unintended consequences. They really have to think beyond, you know, their immediate need. Oh, definitely. Um, um, on that note, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. JJ well, good, good, I good stuff to see. Good, good, good stuff. And uh, Don, I, uh, I appreciate you and Rich being with me today. Thanks, guys. All right, I'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. Thanks, gentlemen. Now, that was Don Mazzella, and of course, Richard Curtis from Strategies PR. We're going to take a brief timeout. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.